Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Dr. Paul and Daniel have been traveling, so I will be your host today. They will be back in the studio tomorrow. So I want to first thank you for joining us, and I'm going to, to take you through a few stories that caught my attention and uh, give you my perspective on it, the Liberty perspective. So let's start with New Zealand, one of the most uh, tyrannical places for COVID policies on the planet. And we live on a big planet, so that's quite an accomplishment, I guess, in a bad way. Uh, we see this story that um, the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, her popularity is plunging. Um, her, her policies have been in the news most of these last few years because they've been outrageous. And we could see from this chart that they have failed, along with uh, you know how they have failed everywhere else in the world. The more tyrannical, the worse it has been. Uh, you can see the chart on the left, confirmed COVID cases, and you can see that it has skyrocketed towards the end of this year, which is really incredible that you would have it after all the policies, all the tyranny that people have endured to now have the worst confirmed cases uh, is, you know, if, if you live in New Zealand, you've got to be going out of your mind by now. Um, so what can we learn from this? Well, what we have learned so far, masks do not stop the spread. We know that. Lockdowns, plastic barriers, social distancing do not stop the spread. We could have done without all of them. And uh, finally, vaccines do not stop the spread. Even uh, Bill Gates, the non-doctor who apparently has given advice to the entire world that has been followed, he even said that vaccines only slightly reduce transmission. And that's now. Do you think as many people would have got the vaccines if they were told at the beginning that they only slightly reduce transmission? And that's today. What if a year from now, you know, we hear even, even less than that? Who knows? You know who didn't have this problem? A man who stood up and with conviction decided to bet on freedom. And when you bet on freedom, you do not lose. And that is the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. He doesn't have these problems. He's not dealing with uh, popularity that is plunging like our current president, like the prime minister in New Zealand. And uh, because he stood up, was the courageous one, and uh, he actually showed not only our country, but the world that this is what freedom produces, and it's a much, much better result. Not perfect. We don't live in a perfect world. Human beings are not perfect, but freedom is far superior to tyranny, and, you know, we, we have to keep praising Governor Ron DeSantis for taking the stand, taking all the slings and arrows that have been flung at him for taking that stand because he was not a part of the uh, tyranny crowd. And he wins. He won. Uh, up to this point, at least, people have been flocking to Florida. <laughs> like, you have American citizens who are, are refugees in their own country trying to, to get to freedom in places like Florida. And there are other states, too that have done well, but uh, DeSantis stood up first and uh, 
he deserves a lot of credit. With that being said, let's move on to our next story. And even though none of these COVID policies work or help or anything, we go to Austria. Prior to World War I, a fine country, uh, but we are now in 2020, and uh, they are going to be locking down, or have been locking down, I'm not sure, in, a, in either case, the unvaccinated are going to be locked down. And again, this makes zero sense, but it's par for the course for what we've been through. Because we all know now that both the unvaccinated and the vaccinated can get and spread COVID. There are vaccinated people in hospitals who are suffering, who have died of COVID. So it makes no sense to lock unvaccinated people into their houses, not let them travel. And it's not a good deal for people that got vaccinated too. This is not, you're not off the hook. I'm going to quote my colleague, and he's a senior fellow at the Ron Paul Institute, Adam Dick, he wrote up a piece about this. And he writes, enforcement of this new caste system in Austria also impinges on the freedom of people who have taken the shots and, and carry with them proof that they have taken the shots, effectively vaccine passports. Cops being directed to routinely stop and question people because of the mere fact that the people are out and about is a component of a police state not a free society. So this is tyranny for everyone, not just the unvaccinated. The vaccinated have to walk around with proof that they got these shots and they can be stopped merely for being out by the police and questioned. And they have to show their papers to, to show proof that again, we, we know means very little because you can stick a bunch of vaccinated people into a stadium, into a restaurant, into a store, and they can all spread COVID to one another, get COVID, it makes no difference. Bill Gates even says only slightly reduces transmission of COVID. So this is obviously not about COVID. This is obviously about obey, comply. And in Austria, even though you're walking around with your papers, those papers are temporary. In order to remain in this degraded state of life, you will have to keep getting these vaccines. You're going to have to keep current with boosters. Otherwise, you're going to be locked with the unvaccinated again, even though you may have had 10 shots already. If you're not up to date, back to the unvaccinated, back to the lockdowns. So obviously, this is not about health. This is about compliance. And once you get this compliance system in place, doesn't have to stop with vaccines. They could put whatever they want. Are you doing X, Y, Z? How about ABC? Prove it. We could stop you at any time and ask you to show that you are in compliance. You know, so this could move easily beyond just vaccines. Vaccines can just be the, uh, the, the camel's nose under the tent. <clears throat> Once you let that camel's nose under, the whole camel will end up in that tent. The lesson is you cannot comply yourself to freedom. We should know that by now. You're not going to, okay, I'll just do this and they'll leave me alone. They will not leave us alone. Immediately, once you comply, there is another uh, dictate coming. Immediately. You're not even going to be able to catch your breath to think that you're free. 
this is predictable for bullies. Uh, when a bully has you down and he's beating on you, are you thinking, okay, just one more punch and he'll leave me alone? No, he's not going to leave you alone. He's going to keep punching. He'll give you a kick to the stomach. He's got you down. He's, he wants to keep you down. Okay, and we just did this. You know, when you think of Austria of all places, we just did this. Less than a hundred years ago, communism, socialism, fascism was rampaging. And, you know, the, the memories, the lessons from my ancestors are still fresh in my mind from what they went through. I'm sure many of our viewers out there, you have people that fought in World War II. They told you about the horrors of fascism, of communism, of socialism. But it's like it never happened. Let's do it again. And you know what? The authoritarians, globalists, whatever you want to call them, they're, yes, they want to try again. So here we go. Pick, show your papers, please, in Austria. I next want to move to uh, a tweet from the great congressman from Kentucky, my favorite congressman in the House, that is Thomas Massey. Uh, this tweet that he put out, I think, deserves to be framed because it shows how illogical everything is. Uh, again, pointing out that this is not about health. Uh, he wrote, Who could have foreseen that the response to a very lackluster performance of the vaccines would be to force people to take them, to force people who took them to take more of them, and for the CEO of the company profiting most from them to call their critics criminals. So obviously these vaccines do not work as they were originally advertised or even uh, advertised several months after they first came out. You know, we're up to boosters, but no, we got to force people to take this product. And then if you have a problem with this, you, the, the CEO of Pfizer, we all remember that story, thinks that you're a criminal. What is happening is totally illogical, but, you know, the authoritarian mindset seeks to bypass logic. They know that it's illogical. They're not concerned with uh, truth. Otherwise, they wouldn't be authoritarians. What makes them authoritarians is they want to uh, make it so what they say is the truth and that everybody must obey. And their only concern in this, you know, quest of theirs is fear and compliance. You're supposed to be afraid. They do put a lot of work into being afraid. Now, I don't watch the television news, but I'm sure if I turned it on, it would be fear, fear, fear. Uh, and what they want as a result of that is your compliance. What they say, you do. Uh, be afraid, do not think. And anybody that thinks and warns or questions is uh, supposed to be shouted down, embarrassed, um, you know, taken off of social media, whatever. All of this has to take place very quickly. Notice the speed. They're trying to overturn the entire planet. It's only been two years, three years, whatever. The speed of that to try to overturn all of society, you know, they're not taking their time because when you take your time, it gives your victims a chance to think. They could say, wait a second, what's going on here? They can speak to others. You know, part of the lockdowns was to separate us. Uh, you know, don't go, don't go gathering. 
with others and start trading notes. Uh, that could make you think. You're not supposed to think. That's why it's speed, fast. Do it fast. Uh, and, and they think they could pull it off. Um, they won't, but it's painful in the process, all of this, obviously. And the antidote to this is, uh, the antidote to fear is courage. You know, we are prone as human beings. It's part of our nature to always seek the path of least resistance. We want the easy way. We want the short way. Uh, we want to let others do the work. It's part of why socialism, communism fails instantly. Uh, let others work. And if everybody thinks that, which is our natural inclination, then nobody wants to work. And nobody wants to work when others are not working. Uh, so, you know, we're prone to that. That's part of our nature. That cannot be changed. We have to deal with uh, humanity as it is. It is what it is for a reason, and we must deal with it that way. Now, when we uh, suppress courage and give in to fear, uh, you know, we pay a heavy price. Look at what has happened. It's unimaginable what has happened. It's never happened before in all of history and on such a huge scale. You know, there have been tyrannies all the time, but global, you know, where it's the entire planet is supposed to bend the knee. That's, uh, that's something else that's never happened before. But, you know, when we resist this urge to take the path of least resistance, it is hard. But the satisfaction, like everything else that is hard uh, that we do, the satisfaction on the other side is overwhelming. You know, when you're courageous, no matter what happens to you, you can't help but feel good about yourself. When you're the one on your feet, and everyone else is masked and bowing on one knee and obeying. When you're the one on your feet, you're experiencing something that they are denying to themselves. You're experiencing, you know, deep a deep part of your humanity, and they are denying it to themselves. And it, this is—it's very hard to do this. It's—it's it's hard for all of us. But we all, before this is all said and done, have to, in one way or another, get on our feet because we are not getting out of this by bending the knee, covering our faces. The last story that I want to cover has to do with a topic that Dr. and Paul and I cover very routinely on Fridays. All tyrannies of this scale require an enabler, a financial enabler. You know, the last few years could not have ever, ever have happened if we had sound money it would be literally impossible. But we do not have sound money. We have central banks all over the world who counterfeit currencies, and that makes what government wants to do possible. They want to pay people not to work. Central bank will print up the money. Here you go. Pay people not to work. You want to shut businesses down, take care of certain other businesses, keep them afloat, keep zombie companies afloat, bail out the failures. That can't be done with sound money on a big scale, at least. Uh, it needs a counterfeiter. And that is, we have the grand counterfeiter in all the world, in the Federal Reserve, in our own country. And one of the former Fed chairs, Janet Yellen, she is blaming all the inflation, all the price increases, 
on the COVID-19 pandemic. She says that that is responsible. She says, quote, the pandemic has been calling the shots for the economy and for inflation. And if we want to get inflation down, I think continuing to make progress against the pandemic is the most important thing we can do. I think it's, it's, it's important to realize that the cause of this inflation is the pandemic. Now, I don't know about you, but I never knew, and I'm, you know, I've been around for a little while now, that viruses can counterfeit dollars. Who knew that viruses are able to create money out of thin air, driving up prices, distorting the economy, throwing everything into a tailspin? Of course, that's not true. Only the Fed can unconstitutionally counterfeit dollars. And of course, no one should be able to do that. That's why I just said it's unconstitutional. There is no provision for a central bank uh, in our constitution. They would have never <laughs> done such a thing. But, you know, as, as we see with uh, big tech, with other crony corporations, the way that politicians and government gets around the constitution is let private corporations do it for you. So we have a so-called private entity in the Fed that does what the government is not permitted to do. That is their loophole. It's still going to lead to total failure, but you know, here we are. We have to deal with it as it is. And you know, it's ironic that Janet Yellen uh, is blaming COVID for inflation because here's a chart of when she was Fed chair, which was from 2014 to 2018, and you'll see that red box that uh, shows during her chairmanship. Uh, the amount of inflation that she contributed to these times that we live in. So she made her contribution, Bernanke made his, Greenspan made his, Volcker, Burns, all the way down. They all added to the troubles that we experience today. And you'll see all the way on the right, uh, Jerome Powell has, you know, now taken it to a whole other level. It's we're going straight up with the money supply and, you know, God only knows what lies ahead economically with our money. But uh, whatever it is, we must deal with it day by day, point out what needs to be done, point out the ideas that uh, need to replace this failure that is sound money. You know, the man who is, uh, you know, the namesake of this show has done more than probably anybody on this planet in pointing out that the Federal Reserve lies at the nucleus. You know, everything else is a branch. Every other problem, every other issue, all the stuff that we talk about, it's a branch. You gotta go to the root, and the root is the Federal Reserve. And it's typical of, uh, of uh, Janet Yellen to blame something else, uh, blame others besides what she has participated in, blame others besides the Federal Reserve, uh, you cannot trust the media to even remotely tell you the truth about inflation. They are more likely to tell you that money literally grows on trees rather than blame the Federal Reserve, which is the source of the inflation. Um, <clears throat> so that's where we are. It's not a great picture, you know, with COVID, with the Federal Reserve. 
but uh, you know, after darkness, we know what comes, and this it can obviously happen uh, with with us, with our society, with our economy. And but what needs to happen <clears throat> is the ideas of liberty, which is what this show is all about, and that is to explain them. You know, we point out the bad because you have to understand the bad in order to understand the good that must replace it. And the ideas of liberty are simple. They are so simple that it could be explained to a child. If liberty was so complex, a complex mathematical formula, we would be in big trouble and we might as well just hang it up. But it is not. It is easy. And we start with our children. Don't hit him. You know, that's respect for another person's uh, life and their ultimate property, which is their body. Don't take his stuff. Do not steal. That's a respect for another person's private property. Do you see how this starts, you know, once, once we're young? We, we're naturally libertarians. We're naturally, uh, you know, not barbarians. But... A child is easy to, to uh, teach. A child has not been bombarded their entire life, government schools, controlled media. You know, by the time you're an adult and you're trying to tell him, listen, don't hit others, don't take their stuff, you hear, yeah, but, yeah, there's no yeah buts. Truth is not, uh, you, don't, you can't compromise. Do not take other people's stuff, or otherwise you're a criminal. Do not hit other people, otherwise you're a criminal. You know, but it has been twisted, of course, that freedom is actually tyranny. How many people out there actually believe that you can't have freedom? You'd have people stealing from others. You'd have people robbing others. You'd have wars. <laughs> That's not freedom. That's tyranny. That's not what we're advocating. That's what we have. You know, people, they, they do it, a small percentage will do it on their own. They'll go steal, they'll go use violence. It's a very small percentage. But uh, most people will do it by proxy. They will do it via the politician. And, you know, we're at the point where it's not even most people. It's a very small number of people, the ones with the bucks. The politicians are as greedy as anyone else. They want the money. They like the lobbyists. They like doing the bidding of the people with the money. How much, you know, pull do you have with your two nickels versus what a big corporation has, uh, you know, with their millions and billions? So, and the politicians will do what the people with the money want them to do. But the politicians should be doing uh, violence or theft on anybody's behalf, whether it's a person with two nickels or a person with two trillion dollars. They should not be doing uh, you know, that's not the purpose of government. The purpose of government is to keep the peace, number one, and uh, to make sure that fraud is not committed. Now, fraud is, you know, it's, it's, it's permitted. It's, it's almost encouraged. Uh, so government has been flipped upside down. But doing all of those things are tyranny. They are not freedom. We need freedom more than anything else. Um, so to get there, we're going to have to change a lot of minds. A lot of minds in these last few years have been changed. I see so much more disgust than I did before. You know, I've been speaking the ideas of liberty for a while now, in my own uh, sense, a while. 
And, you know, a lot of times it has been easy to just write off, ah, get out of here, We're, everything's fine. You know, yeah, government's a pain. Now it's not the case. Now the fangs are out and people are feeling the pain. So, but our job is exactly the same as it was several years ago. You know, now there are more people listening. Uh, will they believe that they need more liberty? I guess that's, uh, we're going to find out. Uh, but our, our job is to speak, you know, when, and to speak without conditions. You know, a problem that many people had, and I even had it in my younger years, is not only do you want to speak, you want to make sure that that person on the other side that you're speaking to is convinced. And you almost want to be insistent on it. I was able to let that go. And um, um, if you have that issue, find a way to let it go. That's not what we need to do. We're not here to tyrannically change other people's minds. We're here to speak. And it's kind of uh, like with charity. When you give money to a church, to a charity, to a person, uh, you don't track down how each cent is spent, what they did with it, how it was used. First off, you couldn't do it, even if you tried. And second of all, that kind of, you know, it ruins the meaning behind your giving. You give and that's it. You did your job. What happens is out of your hands. That's what we have to do when we speak. We do not track down what happens with the words once we say them. We have no idea how they affect people, how it may affect someone later on. Right now, they may disagree with you. Uh, maybe a, a, a year from now, when their feet are at the fire, they will reconsider, huh, you know, that person told me about liberty. Uh, he doesn't sound so crazy anymore. So we, we're not here to um, track down how our ideas you know, affect everyone. What happens next after we speak is out of our hands. And we should be happy about that because we can't have individually the responsibility of arranging the world. We cannot do it. It is not our concern to do it. Uh, at most, we are to arrange our own selves, our own families, help with our communities, uh, you know, we, we see people, these globalists that want to arrange the world. It's the most insane thing, but they're convinced and they believe that what they're doing um, is at least good for them. But let them do what they do and we're going to do what we do. So as we give money to others, it's like, here, this can help you. As we give words and speak to others, here, this can help you and move on. You know, what happens, happens. Our, our job is to give. Give money, give our words, give our talents, give without conditions. Everything will take care of itself because it is uh, being taken care of by something much greater than ourselves. So I will end it there. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me. I hope you found some value in this program. And uh, Dr. Paul Daniel McAdams will be back tomorrow with another great show. Uh, so on behalf of them and on behalf of myself, I want to thank you very much for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.